it's as groovy as it gets. Oprah, can you hear me? Oprah vs. Donald 2020 is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbro and a production of EI Alliance, copyright 2019. America is courtesy of new threads off their new album, Colonious Wilma. Hi, this is Julie, and I'm here with Susan, and we're going to start this Oprah Can You Hear Me podcast with a little story, because uh, this is an interesting little story, because back in 1969 in Minneapolis, Hazel Frederick ran into this person called Mary, who Oprah loves. And so our question on this podcast is, Oprah, do you want to be Hazel or do you want to be Mary? Okay, so I don't know any of this, so I'm just... Well, it relates to a certain trip you took out to uh, Minnesota and Minneapolis, so let me just say, so who was Hazel? I was looking for Mary Tyler Moore. That's what I'm... That's Ah. exactly who I'm talking to, (laughs) right there. Give that woman a prize. (laughs) Hazel Frederick. She was uh, 1969. She was downtown shopping at Donaldson's department store in Minneapolis. She exited the store, proceeded across Nicolette Avenue, and she noticed an attractive young brunette walking ahead of her into the traffic. And then that woman turned around and tossed her hat into the air. Yes, it was Mary Tyler Moore, who Oprah is a huge fan of. It was a huge fan Mm -hmm. of, is a huge fan of. And the woman is forever memorialized, Hazel Frederick, in that opening scene where it says, created by James Brooks and Alan Burns, her face is there with the little kerchief around it, and she has like a scowl on it. <laughs> because when Mary Tyler Moore threw her tam o shanter I guess which they call that hat that she wore or whatever, in the air, this woman, Hazel, became the unwitting extra the B, the B player in her scene without even knowing it. And yet the story goes that she did meet Mary Tyler Moore when I think she stood in line or something to get an autographed copy of a book or something. And the reason why the explanation was as to why she had a scowl on her face was because she was concerned for this woman's running into traffic because I guess they had a hidden camera so you couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why I'm going on and on about this story is because Hazel Frederick is forever in the background (laughs) of that opening scene. Oh, no, I have to watch it. And so would you rather be Oprah? Would you rather be Mary Tyler Moore throwing up her hat into the air or Hazel Frederick with a scowl on her face? memorialized as the B player in the back of the scene. So that's an assumption that Oprah could ever be considered a B player. Well, I mean, she's not, if she doesn't run for president, she's not a B player. She's just choosing not to. Okay. Okay. Or, you know, in our past podcast where we turn around and say, you know, what are you going to do next? Because you were just talking about how she's doing podcasts. She's doing little blurbs Well, actually, the interesting thing is that she's doing podcasts, but she's interviewing. I just quickly looked, and I saw, you know, like Julia Roberts and I think Tina Turner, and I'm thinking she's had them on her show. How many times she's interviewed them? You know, how many times can she ask them the same question as, what was your turning point? What was your aha moment? And this is where my pivot, my propelling moment is to... Does she want to continuously be the interviewer or the interviewee? 
Does she want to be the Meryl Streep or the B player? And there's nothing wrong with the B player. You need tons of B players in order to have A players. Yet if you're stepping into a version of truly who you are, you're looking very puzzled at me. No, because I'm thinking when you're saying it, because, you know, it's funny because we talk about truth in another podcast that there is no sense of the truth because everything changes. So for her to step into who she truly is, that's a consistent daily, almost momentary action because she's always changing. As we all are. We're right. always changing, right? right. And, and it's funny because we talked about Trump and in another podcast we talked about his tweet. And the, the point that, I, came, that I, I was trying to make was that he's doing the same thing. Like, are you going to just continue sitting there and doing the same thing? And seeing how far he can go with it, doesn't that? I, I don't know. I mean, I would think that would get boring too. And 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 I think I'm not making a, a leap here when I say that, that you could describe that as even being the B player in your own life. I say that often. You know, things happen. You meet with family members. You meet with friends, and they have some crisis going on, and you become, you know, the sidekick. You become the, like, you're the B player. It's someone else's life that you're trying to fix or help or do something with. And so are you living a life where you're the A player? That's a good question. And so for, you know, this podcast, for Oprah, it's interesting because she recreated the whole entire opening sequence in one of her shows, which I didn't see, unfortunately, where she did the, the, the hat toss, you know, and I'm sure you can catch it on YouTube, but probably have and, and don't remember. But she did the hat toss in the air. But again, it wasn't, you know, she was playing the Mary Tyler Moore role. And that's a good question, too, because what kind of role do you want to play if you want to play one at all? Hey, Susan, do you remember when Trump meant you throwing down one of those special cards in the oh, game of yeah. whist? Yep, I do. <laughs> now it takes on a whole new meaning, huh? It does. And so in our Trump book that we wrote, How Trump Wins, we really look at the cool aspect of the energy, all personalities aside. Mm-hmm. And that's something that nobody else does. But we did, and it's actually kind of interesting. It is, and it's out there. Hey, it's Julie here, and we have to do this interruption really quick because we only have a couple of seconds because we're interrupting some good content, wouldn't you say? I'd say. And what are we interrupting for? That was too long of a gasp. We're interrupting to say we have ebooks, books, and podcasts galore. Hey, Julie, do you remember the old Tootsie Roll Pop commercial? It's how many bites does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Oh, yes. Okay, you do remember that. How many rings does it take to get someone to answer the door on Halloween? Depends on if you have candy or not. Well, how many clicks does it take to get the Halloween trivia ebook? Just a one. Just a one. Get yours today. Isn't it interesting, Julie, that you and I both grew up outside of Boston, one town away from each other, and it took, I'm just (laughs) going to say, over 40 years for us to meet and do these podcasts, and the minute we started doing them, they just keep coming faster and faster. Don't you find that fascinating? Sounds like wine, or is it cheese to me? I think it's kismet, (laughs) and I think if we go with that, everything that we're saying has been set up divinely for us to say it. Agreed. 
If you wear special crystals as jewelry, connect with nature to recharge yourself, put love intentions in your baking for family and friends, you could be called a witch. That may be funny to hear, but not if you get to know Endra. Endra is a witch like none other. Find her story in the Endra scripts, Anecdotes of a Modern Day Witch. There are 10 plays dabbling in tarot, reiki, I Ching, aliens, quantum physics, and a whole lot more. There is romance, intrigue, spells, and a very cool kind of magic. The Endra Scripts, available now on Amazon. Well, I just think that what I get from what I think you're trying to say, I'm not putting words in your mouth, is she's been doing the same thing over and over. And is it a time now to step into Oprah and step out of being the fixer and just step into being Oprah? Right, and that's a good synopsis. And I'd also like to angle a little bit in a different direction too because we have podcasts on energy. And if you talk about synchronicity and you talk about you know, networking and connections and when you run into someone or something occurs and it's not a mistake, it's not a situation where, oh, gee, how did that happen? Because the the funny thing too is you know on I, I could make a little stretch here but oh, on the Mary Tyler Moore show Betty Ford was on there and if you want to do the three degrees of Kevin Bacon remember when they were playing Betty that Ford. little game Betty no, Ford mean, was on no you mean uh, Betty White right? no it, it, well Betty Ford made history be, by being one of the first ladies on oh, the Mary Tyler oh, Moore okay. show. And if you want to take the three degrees of Kevin Bacon, I mean, there's Mary Tyler Moore very close to the presidency, right? I mean, not that Oprah hasn't been close to the presidency. But then I want to say one more thing, because she um, also, you know, had interviewed uh, President Barack Obama. And Barack Obama said, this is interesting, I saw this quote, and he said that um, he thanked her for her contributions to the country. And said, you've got a big heart and you share it with people. Nobody knows how to connect better than you do. We are just blessed and grateful to have you in our lives. And so there's another synchronicity connection to the vibration of, quote unquote, the presidency. The only thing I get when you're saying this is, you know, because I'm, I'm looking down at the book and it's like, to look at something differently. That's I, this is now I'm being a little bit selfish and talking about myself. My goal, if I have one, is to constantly learn more, experience more, adapt, and make myself, you know, as I always you always joke about it, the best version of myself, and 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 constantly challenge myself to do new things. And it's a physical thing, but it's also emotional and a mental thing to you know think differently. And I would just think both for Trump and for Oprah, I can see both of them wanting to do something different, doing something you haven't done before, not because someone's telling you, mm-hmm. not because, you know, if you don't do it, what are people going to think? It would be simply for the experience for yourself. That to me, and, and even when I look at like the book we wrote about Trump, there's a lot of books out there, but they say the same thing. You listen to the news, they say the same thing. And every, I mean, Rachel Maddow, how many times can she just say the Russians? Russia, Russia. It's like, God, come on. I mean, and people tune into that all the time. And, I'm, you know, it's like and she's supposed to be so well educated. Like, don't you have, can't you think of anything else to, like, a new way of looking at things? And the book that we wrote, 
is really talking about energy and the energy that Trump accessed. I mean, that's our definition. He may not say that, but in just thinking about things differently and learning and experiencing things in a different way and saying, wow, I never thought of it that way. Mm. And, and that's all I... And, and I can pull Putin here and say that Trump was brilliant from the standpoint of, of looking at his character and how we look at the energy from his campaign to, you know, how he's changed the skill set and the presidency to what he's doing with, you know, Twitter and what his responses are. And, you know, there is a certain brilliance in that, even not knowing. And there's certain brilliance in what Oprah does when she connects with people. And if that's what it's about, and that can make a lot of changes in the world and make a lot of difference, that's really important. You know what? I don't even want to go into that space in terms of what, you know, what's good and what's good for the world and, you know, what she's doing. I would just think, don't you want to do something more with what you have? I think about the stuff we do, and I think about... You know, when I go out there and I'm like, I could do something more with this. I can understand this more. I should be able to access it more. I would just believe, I mean, she's, both of them have pushed themselves to do more. And and they're both very motivated and they're both very um, constantly push themselves and want to do more and understand more. I would just think this would be the natural progression. And I for think, them, so and I, I I agree because I think when you do that, you're moving more into an A level than a B level, where you're kind of the sidekick. You can be the sidekick in your own life, and you enjoyed throwing your hat up into the air when you were in <laughs> Minneapolis. I bumped into the statue. I bumped into it. I wanted to see it. That was one of the things on my list. And I was with my daughter, and all of a sudden she goes, "Mom," and she's like motioning with her head. Like, what? She's like, Mom, emotioning. <laughs> and I turned, and right there was the statue. And what was the energy there? That was so cool. Was that so, cool? It was very cool. I was like, wow. And so what was cool about the statue? What was cool about the energy of being there? Well, the, the, what I found interesting, you know, because I, I did watch Mary Tyler Moore, and I did, you know, I loved watching Mary Tyler Moore, and, you know. And Rhoda. <laughs> well, so so what was funny is that, you know, being there, I mean, every time I think of Minneapolis, one of my, you know, my daughter lives there. And every time I think of Minneapolis, I just think of Mary Tyler Moore. Right, right. So every time I was there, everyone was there. And I'm like, oh, you know, I kept making the joke. I, I just want to throw my hat up in the air. They start <laughs> laughing at me and I would not at me, but with me. And um, and so when I realized that they did have a statue, I'm like, I got to see the statue because that's every time I go to Minneapolis, I want to throw my hat up in the air. Haven't done it yet. I think my daughter would be mortified. But <laughs> so we were there and we were there at uh, one point at night. And just the fact that I almost bumped into the statue. We're walking and trying to figure out, all right, do we get an Uber, get back, whatever. And I turn around and there was the statue. That was the That was the most interesting part of it is i'm like searching for it and there it is it just shows up he wanted it so badly and there it was it just showed up and i was looking to figure out where's the we were looking for, we'd call the uber the uber couldn't find us and we're like is he over here or is he over there <laughs> and then all of a sudden they turn around and my daughter's like motioning with her head like i'm an idiot and there was Mom, mary tyler moore showing was. you the way Thus, you know, what are we saying in this podcast? 
Isn't that interesting? There was Mary Tyler Moore just showed up showing you the way and showing you the way to whatever you want. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts along with our Donald Trump and Oprah books for this series. Find great music by New Threads on iTunes, Spotify, and on newthreads.us.